Christmas. Wishing you a blessed Christmas and New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, K Chapel family. We wish you love, joy, and peace for the coming new year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, K Chapel family. We wish you love, joy, and peace for the coming new year. Good morning. We welcome you to this, our 11 o'clock service. Not just is it a regular service, but it's Christmas Eve. And what a blessing it is. Those of you that are joining us by way of live streaming, thank you. And we will remind you that this is the fourth Sunday where we will observe one of the ordinances of the Baptist Church, which is the Lord's Supper. We ask that you would get a piece of bread or a cracker and some juice, because at the end of this service, we will have the Lord's Supper. But for we that are here, we're going to celebrate, and we're going to just thank God for his gift, his gift to us. After man messed up, he loved us so much. He gave us his only begotten son. And on this day and after midnight, we celebrate the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, Christ with us. So let's celebrate this morning, because it is a blessing. And let us pray together now. Dear God, we do thank you. Lord God, thank you for loving us. 
thank you for loving us in spite of us. Lord, thank you for sending your only son. And then we thank Jesus for giving his life for us. And then, Lord, we thank you that you gave us the opportunity that if we would just accept him as Lord and Savior, we will live with you and him forevermore. And, Lord God, for that we are grateful. Father, we ask that you will have mercy on those that are sick and shut in. Lord God, have mercy on those that are bereaved this morning. Those that are less fortunate than we have mercy on them, Father. But Lord God, we just thank you and we're going to praise you. And we ask that you will let us leave this service with a renewed strength, feeling better and stronger than we did before we came. As we give you the praise and the glory that you deserve. For yes, you are deserving of all of our praise and glory. So we say, happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. We love you. And it is in your precious name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. And thank God. Our little dancers are coming now. The Youth for Christ.
I'm Youth Deacon Evan White, and this morning I will be reading from Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verses 6 and 7, and they read as follows. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for being a mighty God that is everywhere, one that sits up high and looks down low, one that walks with us and talks with us and orders our steps daily. We say a special prayer for the families that have been suffering from the loss of loved ones. Father, we ask that you intervene in a mighty way to keep them encouraged and remind them that you are our refuge and our strength, a present help in times of trouble. We thank you for our pastor that will be providing the spoken word for us this morning. We ask that today's lesson inspire us to remain faithful in our work and being the type of Christians that you created us to be. Lastly, we thank you, Father, for giving us your only begotten son, Jesus, 
the true reason for the season. Yes. We ask these and other blessings in your son's name. Jesus, amen. Amen. What a prayer. What a prayer. Amen. Come on, let's bless God for our young people this morning. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and wish your neighbor a Merry Christmas. Go ahead and tell him Merry Christmas, Happy Sunday, and all of that jazz, all of that, all of that. God bless you. Good to see each of you, my father's children. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We thank God for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and exceedingly glad. Amen. Anybody glad to be in the house of prayer? Anybody glad to be in the service one more time? Anybody know if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? God is a good God. Yes, he is. God is a good God. Yes, he is. God is a good God. Yes, he is. Oh, I'm talking to somebody in the back. God is a good God. Yes, he is. What a mighty good God we serve. Glad to be in the service one more time. Amen. 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 We welcome all of our visitors who are sharing with us on this morning, whether you're sharing with us online. However you are here, we welcome you to these services. I see the Grimes are here this morning, all the way from Texas. Good to have you back, brother and sister Grimes. Amen. 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 Anybody who's back from home visiting for the holidays, let me see you. If you're visiting for the holidays, let me see you. Go ahead and raise your hand. What? Stand up. Welcome home. Welcome home. God bless you. Good to see you. Welcome home. Welcome home. God bless all of you. Amen. What a mighty good God we serve. Amen. Hey, listen, there's some newlyweds in the house, y'all. Well, not really. Not really. Unless you count 60 years as a newlywed. 60 years, Beret and Dora Thickpin. Amen. 60 years. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Congratulations to you all. 60 years. Tell us how. Tell us how. Give us the secrets. Amen. God bless you. We thank God for each of you. Isn't God good? My God. My God. Glad to be in the service. Come on and lead us further in the worship experience, brethren. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Don't let it stop now. Keep the doors up. Keep on praising the Lord. Amen. You know, we're in a season now where we celebrate the greatest gift that was ever given to mankind. The birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You ought to just praise him right now. Amen. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. Unto us, unto us, praise the Lord. Inasmuch as God has given us so much, he gives us this past week and allowing us to be in his house once again. Doesn't it feel good to be here this morning? God brought us through another year and allowed us to be here this morning. It's something about this place. And we ought to just, if, if we really feel the goodness of the Lord, now we just ought to be willing to give because we can't beat God giving. Now, for those who are here and those who are online, we give at K Chapel Give for at least three reasons. We give to demonstrate God's obedience to his word. 
We give to show our thankfulness to God for his provision for us. We give to support local and global ministry. Now, there are several ways in which we can give for those present and those who are online. By texting the number that appears on the screen. You can give by the use of the Cade Chapel app, which appears on the screen. You may bring or mail your offering to Cade, the Cade Chapel, at 1000 West Ridgeway Street, Jackson, Mississippi. And however you give, please give cheerfully. Because you can't be. You can't be God giving. Amen. God bless you. Christmas. Didn't get much of a response there. But that's okay. I know you love me in your heart. Um, it's that time of year. It's Christmas time. And we'd like to do what we always do, and that's give a gift to the pastor and his family. We're going to do it a little different this year. We're going to let everybody give it on the way out. The usher will have a special basket for the pastor and his family. So if you would, if you brought something, please don't take it home with you. And have a Merry Christmas. Oh, 
Praise God, and we know that all of your gifts will be used to the glory of our Father and for the ministry of this church. Jeremiah 17th chapter in the 14th verse, according to the New International Version of the Bible says, Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved, for you are the one I praise. For our ministry of one this morning, we celebrate the life of our loved ones, and we're asking you to start now, if you haven't already been praying for those that we celebrate. Let us continue in our prayers of benevolence for the families the Greer family, Smith and Washington, the Cannon-McGee families, the Birch and Sims family. We have recently lost Sister Glory Greer. Sister Greer is the mother of Sister Yancey Pippins and Sister Kay Beasley and the sister of Grace Smith. Margaret McGee lost her mother, and this was this morning, which is why Reverend Powell is with the family, Sister Thelma Minor. Sister Ma Madeline Cannon lost her brother-in-law, Mr. Joel McGee of Harvey, Louisiana. All of the arrangements for these funerals have not been released to us at this time, but as soon as they are, 
we will share them with you. In the hospital or nursing home or rehab, Sister Polly Williamson, no phone calls at this time. Sister Brother Limus Magruder, Brother Glenn Barnes, and recovering at home, Sister Anita Shaw, Sister Johnny Jackson, Sister Mary Bell, Sister Cecilia Bass, Sister Deborah Franklin, Sister Rosemary Stuckett, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Mr. Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, Brother Collins, and Brother Willie Lindsay. We're also so asking for your prayers for Brother William Wade, Sister Annie Bailey, Brother Ricky Bailey, Brother Lawrence Lewis, and Sister Betty Brown Green. Brother just shared with me that Sister Gloria Greer's service will be 12 noon on Thursday here at Kay Chapel. Our list continues with Brother Redman, Brother Burns, Sister Jeter, Sister Clark, Sister McKinney, Nathan, Brother Banner, Brother Fogger, Sister Dolores Phillips, Mr. Larry Milton, Sister Wallace, Brother Cameron, Mrs. Collins, and Mrs. Laquina. We do not have to say to you, but as you can see there on our screen, our long-term members, we're asking you to pull that list up anytime on our website and pray for them. If you have their numbers, I'm sure that some of them would welcome getting a phone call from you. And as Brother Powell would say if he was standing here, pray when you can. Visit where you can. And each day, thank God that you can. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, God Almighty, we stand here in the gap. An accessory for all of these that we have called their names and for those who are listed in our long-time care. Right now, Lord Jesus, we know that you are with them. You're the one that can hold us when nobody else knows what's going on. You're the one that can visit us, Lord, and rock us to sleep. And God, we just thank you. Thank you for all of the care that the members provide to each other. We thank you for all the love and fellowship of this branch of Zion. And God, those that we are holding now who are grieving and who are mourning 
God, we just ask a special blessing of peace of mind. We ask that you be with them right now. Give us the understanding of how we can undergird them. And most important, God, we give you the glory for every life, for every family, especially during this time when we recognize that you gave us your only begotten son so that we will have an eternal resting place. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for your love. It's in the precious name of Jesus and every saint say amen. Amen and amen. Man, God is a very present help in time of trouble. Certainly we know that many families are going through right now. While it is a happy time for many of us, it is a grieving time for others. So we lift up those who have recently experienced loss. We lift up those who are going through it as we speak. We believe that God will be with you as he declared in his word, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. Amen. 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 Listen, just before uh, the choir comes, I want to um, celebrate something that we were able to do here at Cade. And may, many of you may have seen it already. Uh, but I think it's a good uh, lead-in uh, to, to, to what we are talking about today as we celebrate this great, this great gift. This past week, we were able to bring smiles to some children's faces. Amen? And we want to celebrate that in just a moment as the media team lets us see what's, what we were able to do here at Cade. Students from Jackson's Walton Elementary School were presented with brand new bikes Friday morning as part of an annual bike giveaway hosted by Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Actually, it is an annual bike giveaway that's been, that is uh, provided to us through uh, Hines County Sheriff Department, uh, particularly uh, Tyree Jones, who is also a member of the church. So each year he works with Gray Daniels, who are so generous to donate all of these bikes to us. And uh, we work with him to find uh, students, girls, and boys who could be benefactors of, of this blessing during this time of year. Okay. And how has it been going over the years? Over the years, it has been going absolutely fantastic. We thank all of the, the people that you see here who are setting up. Uh, Marie Divinity, who works, who is our liaison for Walton Elementary, so she works directly with the principal to help us identify uh, students who can be recipients of these bikes. This is our third year uh, doing this giveaway. Uh, first of all, we would like to thank our partners, which would be our great Daniels Ford uh, for their sponsorship. And we would also like to thank Walmart and Byram for their uh, assistance with this effort as well. Uh, this is our third year doing this. Uh, when I first got into office, uh, the first thing I did was I partnered with Gray Daniels and we started doing a bike giveaway here at K Chapel. I am a member of this church, so it's just a way for us to be able to give back to the community and provide bicycles for the children in the area as well. How has it been going so far these last few years? It has been good. It's always been a very successful event and it makes us feel good because we're able to step outside of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis to be able to uh, partner with others to be able to give back to the community and provide for the people in the community as well. Close to 60 boys and girls bikes were given to students from Walton Elementary based on the need of their families. 
selected scholars based off of what we felt uh, they would need uh, families that may lack uh, in some areas. We felt that it would be great to reward and uh, give this motivation to those scholars. It means a lot to our scholars. We're very grateful uh, that we have this partnership with Kay Chapel, and this year we have the partnership with uh, Sheriff Jones so that our scholars can receive these bikes. They'll get up on Christmas morning with a huge smile on their face because others are thinking about them during the holiday time. It's a blessing. It's great. I, I love great things like this. God is good. These kids are able to have something extra when we fall short. And I think it's a blessing. Anything else you want to say, Jack? That's it. God bless and Merry Christmas to everyone. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. Can we thank our sheriff, sheriff, Sheriff Jones? Come on and stand up, Sheriff Jones. Come on, let's hear it for our sheriff, Sheriff Tyree Jones. Doing a great job. God bless you. Doing a great job in the county. We thank God for him. Amen. We thank God for all who work with him, Teresa Green and, and Sister Divinity, um, Sabrina Palmer, I know who helped to set things up, all who paid a pl played a part in order to make sure uh, that we were able to bless people in the community. Now, I'm going to issue a challenge. I want to issue a challenge. Uh, we were able to do 60 just through sponsorships. What if Cade Chapel adds another 60? Come on, y'all. Can, can, can we do that, Sheriff? Can we, can we add a little bit to the pot? So, 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 so we, we want to add to that. Amen. We want to add to that another 60, and we're going we're gonna to make this an even bigger blessing to kids in the community. Amen? Amen. God bless. Because it's about the gift. It's about the gift. Amen. That's what we're celebrating this morning, the gift. Children are coming now as we prepare to hear the word of the Lord.
Let the church say amen. 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 They've been singing and dancing and reading scripture and praying and leading us in this worship experience. Can we bless God for our children, our young people? Amen. God bless you. Happy birthday, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, at the conclusion of this service, these poinsettias are available for you to take home and share with uh, loved ones or those who are sick if you want to Deliver that to someone who's sick and shut in. You're welcome to do that. Please, by all means, spread the, spread the love, share the love uh, with someone who needs a little Christmas cheer and a little Christmas joy. Amen? Amen. Because it's about the gift. The gift. The book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 9 and 15, there are these words. I'll be reading from the Revised Standard Version. It reads simply, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. That's it right there. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. That's what I want to talk about, the gift. The gift. Thank you, young people, for reminding us that it is Jesus' birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. You know, I think, I think, I think, I think in, in reflection on what they sang, we might be doing it wrong. We, we might be doing it wrong because when we celebrate someone's birthday, we do so by giving the honoree gifts. Every birthday except Christmas. It would be strange to show up to someone's birthday party and exchange gifts with each other and leave the honoree empty-handed. Y'all not talking to me in here. It would be strange for everybody to get a gift except for the ones whose birthday it is. And yet that is exactly what we do at Christmas. Christmas is the only birthday party where there is a gift exchange between the people attending the party, but Jesus ends up getting nothing. On his birthday, we put a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of resources into gifts for one another. And I don't, I'm not saying that that's wrong. It, it's great to spread cheer and, and goodwill among people. I'm not arguing or, or I'm not that person who says don't give, give. I'm not the Grinch. We ought to spread cheer and give joy. But, but in the midst of our giving to each other, look like the honoree ought to get something. Perhaps on this Christmas Eve, we should just pause for a moment and consider 
What then is the gift that Jesus wants most from you? What do you suppose is on Jesus' wish list? I mean, you made yours. What do you suppose Christ wants for Christmas? What might Jesus be dreaming about? Y'all getting real quiet. <laughs> but what, what is Jesus hoping for? For Christmas. Here's the good news. You don't have to run out and get anything. You don't have to fight traffic on county line. You, you don't have to stand in any lines. You, you, you don't have to bump shoulders with anybody or, or lose your patience or lose your religion because somebody got the last one. What Jesus wants for Christmas, you already got. You already got it. Or you have access to it. And it's not too late for you to get for Jesus what he wants for his birthday. And so if you don't mind, I'm going to approach this sermon the way a six-year-old approaches Christmas morning and just get right to the good part. Is that all right? Paul, Paul, Paul writes this last sentence in chapter 9 of 1 Corinthians, which is probably not what you would think of as a Christmas text. But it works because while he is encouraging the churches to not give grudgingly or of necessity for the Lord loves a cheerful, I thought I'd bring Reverend Dunn here since he wasn't here, loves a cheerful giver. The text ends by Paul reminding us that in the person of Jesus Christ, God has given to us an inexpressible gift, an indescribable gift. An unexplainable gift, an undefinable gift, an unspeakable gift, a gift that takes your breath away, a gift that takes your words away. Jesus is the perfect gift now, forever, and always because he is the gift that keeps on giving. Jesus brings joy to our hearts. Jesus brings peace to our minds. Jesus feels and saves our souls. Jesus holds us when we're weak, helps us when we're hurt, heals us when we're sick. Jesus lifts us when we're down, stays with us when we're alone, defends us when we're being attacked. Jesus strengthens us when we're about to give out. He walks with us and talks with us when we need a friend. Mama said he's bread when we're hungry. He's Water when we're thirsty, he's a bomb when we're wounded, a rock I can go to, a well I can dip from, a shepherd I can trust. And while I can tell you all of that, there's so much more, watch this, that's indescribable. It's unexplainable. It's inexpressible. It's unspeakable. Somebody said there's so many wonderful things about Jesus. So many wonderful things about him. So this morning, I, I want to help you get Jesus the perfect gift for his birthday. A great gift for Jesus starts with, number one, here it is. First thing you can get Jesus is a church that is unstained. 
Now, I know some of you looking right now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I wasn't expecting that. I, I, I thought you said this was something I could give and something that I had. And I, you, you expect me to give something that's bigger than me? Stay with me for a little while. You, 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 you see, you, you, you got to know this. You got to understand this, that, that what Jesus wants most from you, yes, you already have or it's in your power to get. And I know you look at the church as being a church, a place that is filled with unfinished people, filled with people who do, not, who do things that are unrighteous and do things that are unholy and, and unnecessary and sometimes unbelievable. How in the world can we give Jesus a church that is unstained when it's filled with stained people? Uh, here's what you have to remember. It, it is an unstained church for which Jesus is returning. And as we celebrate the birth of our Savior, we look forward to the return of our Lord. Just as the first century Jews had hopeful anticipation for the long-awaited Messiah, now we look with hopeful anticipation as we await the second coming of our Christ, who shall not come as a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, but as a king draped in glorious splendor. And when he comes, he will split the sky open. When he comes, he's not coming to die for the sins of the world, but he's returning to claim this bride, this church, to himself. Paul talks about it in Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. And if you can grab that quickly for me, I'm sorry I didn't put it in the notes. 25 and 20 through 27, Paul says this, husbands love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word that he might present it unto himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish. Now, I know, I know Stanley. I know what your eyes went to. I know you saw it. I know we all saw it. It went straight to that part that says unblemished. The part that says without spot or wrinkle. But probably what you skipped over was verse number 26. Verse 26, run it back. It says that he might sanctify and cleanse it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. You see, this unblemished, this unstained, this unwrinkled church is possible not because of our power. Not because of your power, but because of his power. Not because of your washing and my washing, but because of his washing. I wish I had a witness in this house. Not because of what we're doing, but because of what he's already done. The work that is ours to do, rather is to willi willing to be washed, willing to be cleansed, willing for the wrinkles to be pressed out of us and the stains to be removed from us. We must be willing to let the oxyclean of God's Jesus' blood wash the dirt and the grime, the mud and the marks, the stain and the stench of sin away from us. You must be willing to just be washed. That's why the hymn Knowledges of Old simply wrote that song, Are You Washed? In the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb, are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? John the Revelator said in chapter 7 of the book of Revelations that he looked and he saw a number 
that couldn't be numbered. A number of all people and all nations and all kindreds who stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes with palms in their hands crying salvation to our God who sits upon the throne. And then John said he looked and one of the elders came to him and asked the question and said, who are these who are arrayed in the white robes and where did they come from? John said, you know, that, that's a good answer when you don't know what to say. Just, just take it back to the Lord. Lord, you know. I don't know the answer to that, but God, I'm sure that you know. And when John put it back to the elder, the elder said, these are they which come out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Y'all gonna make me shout all by myself. These are they who are walking in white robes and the reason their robes are white is because they've been dipped in the blood. I'm just trying to tell somebody that Jesus is returning for an unblemished church. And the only way that we can be a church, a people, a nation among the number that cannot be numbered is by having ourselves, watch this y'all, washed in the blood. Washed in the blood. And I got news for you. The blood still works. Ah, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of oh, precious is the flow. Somebody said it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. The blood still, tell your neighbor, the blood still works. The blood still works. And I just believe, I just believe that not only does Jesus want an unblemished church, but the world needs to see an unblemished church. The world needs to see a church that is filled with people who are walking in the ways and in the word of God. The world needs to see the witness of a church that is manifesting the signs and the wonders of Jesus Christ among us. The world needs to see what it looks like to love unselfishly, to forgive graciously, to serve unpretentiously, to give considerately, to live holy, to strive seriously, lifting up the standard of Jesus Christ and Fulfilling the mission to make disciples of all nations. The world needs to see an unblemished church. Watch this, y'all. It doesn't mean that we're perfect. But it means that we're trying. It doesn't mean that we always get everything right. But it does mean when we're confronted with our sin that we'll admit it. Doesn't mean that we always do everything exactly the way it should, but it does mean that when we're convicted that we'll come crying, Lord, forgive me. And we'll ask our neighbor, Lord, you forgive me. If God forgive me, I need my sister to forgive me. I need my brother to forgive me. I did wrong by you. Forgive me for what I did. And I believe Jesus would love that for his birthday. I believe Jesus would love that 
for Christmas. So a church that is unblemished. But then secondly, if you want to get the Lord something for his birthday, give him a chair that is unfilled. A chair that is unfilled. All of us in here got a chair. There you do. You got one. You got one. I'm not talking about your lazy boy. I'm not talking about your rocking chair, your favorite chair. But I'm talking about the throne of your heart. You got a chair. You got a chair. Even you young people, children, teenagers, you got chairs. The throne of your heart. Now the question is, who's occupying your chair? Who's sitting? Y'all don't like this kind of preaching. Y'all want me to talk about stars and magi and all of that. No, I'm going to deal with your chair today. Who's sitting in your chair? Who's occupying the throne of your heart? In other words, who's calling the shots in your life? Let me, let me say it the way you can get it. Who, who, who's directing your footsteps? Who, who or what is getting the best of you? Who or what is claiming the best of your time, the most of your attention, the best of your resources? Because that's what's sitting on your heart. That's who's occupying the chair, the throne of your heart. Who or what do you serve? And don't tell me I'm still trying to figure that out. No, if you're still trying to figure it out, you figured it out. Because what that means is it's not God. If you're trying to figure out who's in the chair, that means God ain't. The reality is that the throne of our hearts is oftentimes occupied by us. We sit upon our own thrones and govern ourselves and determine our own footsteps and define our own truths and make up our own doctrines and create our own systems of belief and live according to our own standards and then wonder why things are going the way they're going, why life is turning out the way life is turning out because you're sitting on your throne. And here's what Jesus wants from you for Christmas to sit in a chair that's not filled by you. Sit on the throne of your heart to sit on a chair and a throne that puts him squared and in the center of your life and your heart. And the good news is again, you can give that to him today. 
You can give him that right now. You can't buy that. You can't wrap that. But you can offer it. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, all your strength and all your mind, all your heart, Jesus says. I want it all. That means that you don't have divided loyalties. That means that you aren't chasing one thing while trying to hold on to God with the other hand. That you aren't trying to find something else but losing what you already have trying to find out who you are. I tell young people this all the time. And I try to challenge young adults in particular all the time. While you're trying to discover yourself, don't lose yourself. While you're trying to discover who you are, don't lose what you already know. Paul puts it like this in 2 Timothy 3 and 7. He says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. In other words, you know more stuff, but you understand less. You gained a lot of knowledge, but you have no wisdom. And this Christmas, stop trying to fill the chair of your heart with more stuff and let Jesus sit where he wants to sit in your life. You can give him that today. Third thing, and I'm done. Three gifts. Three gifts you can give the Lord on his birthday. Here's the last one. A choice that is unforced. A church that is unstained. A chair that is unfilled. A choice that is unforced. Back in Revelation, John the Revelator says in Revelation 3 and 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Verse 21, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Now, always keep the text in its context. Here, John the Revelator gives us this revelation that he has as Jesus shares words of both commendation and condemnation to seven churches in Asia. And although these churches are named churches, they really represent something that the Spirit of God desires to address to, yes, the church, but to us personally. So there are seven churches. There's the church at Ephesus. There's the church that abandoned its love for Christ and his teachings. There is the church at Smyrna, church that remains faithful during persecution. There's a church at Pergamum that is known as the Compromising Church. There's a church at Thyatira, the church that followed false prophets. There's the church at Sardis. This is the spiritually dead church. There is the church of Philadelphia. This is the church that patiently endured despite its own weaknesses. And then there is this church at Laodicea. This is called the lukewarm church it is this church the church of Laodicea 
To which Jesus says, lo, I stand at the door and knock to this lukewarm body. He says, I stand at the door and knock to this sometimes on and sometimes off individual. He says, lo, I stand at the door and knock to this person worshiping on Sunday. But in the world, Monday through Saturday, he says, Lo, I stand at the door and knock to the person who's singing praises in church, but cursing profusely at friends. He says, Lo, I stand at the door and knock to the person who says she loves me with her mouth, but she doesn't show it with her life. She says, lo, I stand at the door and knock. Now, here's the thing about Jesus. Jesus doesn't kick the door of your life open. He stands. And knocks and he waits for a choice that is unforced. He waits for you to decide I'm going to stop being on and off with God. He waits for you. To decide, I'm going to stop playing with the Lord. He waits for you to decide, I've seen enough. I've been through enough. I understand enough to know that God has been good to me. And I'm going to give him my life. Watch this. And I'm going to do it unforced. Watch this. That means, didn't nobody make me? But it also means, watch this, that the rug of life wasn't pulled out from under me. It also means that the bottom didn't have to fall out before I acted like I knew who the Lord was. It also means I didn't have to get gut punched before I said yes to the Lord. It also means that I didn't have to wait for my world to get on fire before I came saying, Lord, have my life. It also means that I didn't have to see tragedy into my life and all kinds of people who I love leave my life before I gave my life to the Lord. It was an unforced choice. I believe that's what God, I believe that's what Christ I believe that's what Jesus wants this Christmas. He knocks and he waits for an unforced choice from you. He doesn't make you love him. Because I'm going to let you love me. He doesn't make you worship or praise him. He invites you to do that. He does not make you serve him. He invites you to do that. He does not make you give him glory. He invites you to give him glory. God invites you to make this choice without being forced, 
without being backed into a corner. This Christmas, why don't you give Jesus a gift that he wants? And we can all give it to him. Because that's in our power. That's in our possession. I want to show you this and I'm done. Don't miss verse 21 in Revelation 3. Jesus ends with these words. He says, to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Watch this and I'm done. Jesus says, if you let me sit on your throne, I'll let you sit on my throne because I'm sitting on my father's throne. Now, if you're talking about a gift exchange, what a gift exchange. I give you my throne. He gives me his throne and says, come on and let's sit in the father's throne together. Give him that gift. Because I believe that's what Christ wants for Christmas. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, what a great gift. A great gift you gave to us. In the person of your son, Jesus Christ. And God, right now, as we prepare to celebrate your coming through that great miraculous birth. God, let us pause now to consider what it is that you want most from us. Yes, we'll share good cheer with others and we'll give great expressions of love to our loved ones, but God, let us give you what you want most. And so, Lord, I pray for someone right now who's been struggling to figure that out. Someone who's perhaps been lukewarm in life and on again, off again in their relationship with you. Someone perhaps who's never given their life to you. And someone perhaps who's done all of that, but just needs to say, Lord, I, I want to rededicate my life to you and simply say, Lord, I, I want to give you all of me all over again. God, whatever the condition, you, you know our situations, you know who we are, where we are, and what we stand in need of. And so, Lord, I pray that on this Christmas Eve that you give us the strength to come and to declare Lord, we're giving you the best that we have, ourselves. We're not coming in any form or any fashion, wrapped in any shiny thing, but God, we give you ourselves. Dirty, yes, dingy perhaps, but we give you ourselves. Stained, yes, stenchy, yes, but God, 
we're thankful that the blood still works. So, Lord, we give you ourselves. Stained with our own intellect, stained with our own standards, stained with our own way of doing things. But, God, today we, we give you ourselves. I pray for that individual who's been trying to find themselves yet losing who they are. God, I pray now, grant courage, grant strength, grant power in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus that on this Christmas Eve, we would give you the gift that you want most. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And amen. Listen, if you will, everybody stand to your feet. If you will, come on and stand to your feet. Why? Because if you're standing, it's easier to start walking. So if you've already connected with that prayer, if your spirit has already been touched and resonated with the words that have been shared and, and you recognize it in some way that, that resembles who you are and where you are and what you stand in need of, I want to invite you to come now this morning. Come now. Give your life to Christ rededicate yourself simply say yes perhaps you've been sitting on the throne of your heart and now you're saying Lord I just need you to reign I need you to sit and reign in my heart be my God be my king wherever you are whoever you are you're invited to come now the doors of the church are open hallelujah my God my God won't you come won't you come Jesus Jesus you're the sin my joy. All that's good, all that's good, good and perfect, perfect comes from you. Comes from you. Hallelujah. If you're in need of prayer, you come to my right. If you're ready to join the church and give your life, you come to my left. Whatever the condition, you come now. If you're at home, you scan, scan the code, call the number. Get in touch with us. We're ready to connect with you as you're ready to connect with us. You're the center, Lord. Make him the center of your life right now. Do it right now. Lo, he stands. When I've lost my direction. Yes, yes, yes. You're the compass for my way. You're the fiery light. Hallelujah, Lord. When the night's Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, bless your name. Bless you, bless you. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Come on now, come on now. Come on, somebody bless the Lord. Somebody bless the Lord in here. Come on now, come on now, come on now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your hand is Yes. Come on, everybody sing. Jesus, you're the center. Come on, make him the center of your life. Let him sit on the throne of your heart. All that's good and perfect, it comes from you. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. You're the heart. My content. Hope.
center of your Christmas. Make Jesus Lord if you haven't done so already. I implore you to make Jesus Lord. If you haven't done so already, I invite you to make Jesus Lord. Maybe you didn't do it here, but later on today, you're going to make Jesus Lord. I, I declare unto you, he wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to sit on the throne of your heart. He, he wants to be your Lord. He wants your heart. He wants your, he wants your spirit. He wants your soul. He wants your mind. He wants everything that you have to offer. Let him be the center. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. This is the fourth Sunday. While it is Christmas Eve, it is also that Sunday that we designate. The Sunday where we share in the Lord's Supper. The last Sunday of 2023 where we will share in this meal of remembrance. God has been good. God has been good. We thank God for the sacrifice of his son because this baby didn't remain a baby. But he grew in wisdom and in stature. He grew in knowledge and in his understanding. And when he knew full well the purpose of God for his life, he willingly and willfully gave his life. 
Yes, there were moments when he said in the garden, praying, if it's possible, let this cup pass from my lips. But it was in also that prayer when he was strengthened. Heaven heard his voice. Angels were dispatched. It gave him the strength to leave that moment saying, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. This Jesus gave his body and this Jesus shed his blood. This Jesus died on an old rugged cross that you and I might have eternal life. Now listen, there are a lot of things you can get for Christmas, but most of them you can take back. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it again until you get it. There are a lot of things you can get for Christmas. Most of them you can take back. If you didn't like it, you can take it back. If it wasn't the right size, you can take it back. If it wasn't the right color, you can take it back. But thanks be unto God that there's a gift called eternal life. And once it's been given, the Father doesn't take it back. It's a gift that he gives and says, this is yours. And then watch this. He seals it with the Holy Ghost. Your little wrapping on your paper ain't no match for the seal of the Holy Ghost. He, he seals it until the day of redemption. Which means that this gift is one that stays with us for the rest of our lives. Now, if that ain't something to shout about. Does anyone need to be served? Have all been served? Have all been served? Hallelujah. Thank you, deacons. Thank you, ushers. On the night which he was betrayed, he took bread, break it and blessed it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. And the church said, Amen. When they finished, they sang a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. It reaches to the highest mountain. Come on, help us sing that. It flows. It flows to the lowest Yes, the blood that gives 
gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. Come on and stand to your feet. Let's sing it again. It reaches. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. Oh, yeah. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. my God we bless you Lord for this great gift we thank you for the blood we thank you for the victory we thank you for eternal life now oh God as we go from this place let us be reminded of the awesomeness of the coming of Christ let us never take for granted this great gift that has been given to us. And then let us in turn give our best gift unto you. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah.